When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to episode 15 of the Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the Dogs, episode 15. We're officially uh, three and a half months into this thing. Um, we got some big news coming up, you know, in our future, so stay tuned. We're taking this thing global. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's good to see you fellas again. This thing's already global. Yeah. I mean, it's a podcast, yeah. right? Uh, right. Hey, I'm not going to lie. We do have people on, you know, our social media across the pond who like us. Yeah. yeah. England, Just Greece. England, yeah. We got a guy out in California. Shout out Glenn Hammond. He's always commenting on our stuff. He's out there in Cali. So, you know, <laughs> we're already global. We're, you know, right. we're just going to take this thing to the next level. Uh, before we dive into this episode, remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, to please hit the subscribe button. I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, as always, let us know what you think of the episodes and the comments. We always comment back. We love your interaction. Uh, comment anything you want to hear talked about on the show, especially now that Brown's training camp started uh something pops up that you think we need to talk about let us know maybe we'll talk about it um you know all the interaction we get from you guys is kind of like what keeps us energized to keep making episodes so we appreciate all the support and all the feedback all right guys let's uh go around the league here before we dive into some browns news um big news afc north which I'm not gonna lie, this makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Earl Thomas sent home from Ravens camp the other day for fighting, and the veterans don't want him back. And right before we came on the air, right here, we saw that the Ravens are definitely getting rid of him, either releasing him or trading him sometime in the next couple of days. So by the time you guys hear this, he might not even be on the Ravens anymore. Right? Yeah, it's very true. I guess that he got into some type of an argument with Chuck Clark, one of their other safeties, yep. and threw a punch at him. They sent him wow. home, like, right away or whatnot, and then, yeah, so now they're they're totally moving on. A lot of times, if it's, like, a big star, you see kind of, like, oh, yeah, we, we disciplined him or whatnot, but he was at practice the next day <laughs> type of a thing. Ravens aren't messing around with this one. This is the second time, though, he's had an issue with a teammate with the Ravens, I saw. He had a, a training camp problem last year with somebody, and they had to discipline him. He's kind of a head case. Um, how much do you guys think this is that just a bad off season really led to uh, more issues? Baltimore maybe not being one to be involved in his outside life. I don't know if you guys read that article <laughs> where he was just I remember uh, that held article. at gunpoint by his girlfriend, wife, fiance. Not sure. Uh, you know, 
Brotherly love, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's what the, his reality TV show. Maybe they're going to trade him to Philadelphia. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot about that. But that, yeah, he uh, he's just a little bit. Of, he's a little bit of a head case. I remember, you know, when he was getting carted off in Seattle, flipped off Pete, Pete Carroll, Carroll and stuff like that. Which, yeah. you know, everybody, you know, consensus around the league is Pete Carroll is like one of the best coaches to play for, and he couldn't get along with that guy. So, yeah. you know, and then he comes to Baltimore, he fights last year, fights this year. I mean, he's legit, you know, pro bowler every year kind of guy. He he makes their defense, and they're willing to just get rid of him because of this. So what's yeah. that say about him? Yeah, and they gave him a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. when they signed him, it was four-year, $55 million with $32 million guaranteed. And he's not, he's not a young guy, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, this just makes me super happy. I love anything bad that happens to the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, couldn't have happened to a nicer team. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. You know, just really bummed out for them. Uh, so, more AFC North news. Uh, A.J. Green already hurt in Cincinnati, which I saw that, you know, he's day-to-day. He's not expected to be out long, but... Until the next one. Yeah, until the next one. <laughs> AJ Green being hurt is always a matter of when, not if. Yeah, not going to lie, this is a big reason why I took T. Higgins yesterday. <laughs> because this guy's always hurt. So it's just going to be opportunity. But, it, I mean, it sucks for AJ Green. I don't have a problem with him except for the fact he plays for Cincinnati. But the dude is just... He can never stay healthy anymore. No, and I it, mean when he was when he was healthy, man, AJ Green was such a good receiver. He's in the discussion for best in the league. Like, yeah, every year. Yeah. yeah, and if you look at his stats, I never even realized how good he was until we were going back looking at uh, like other receivers in the AFC North. Dude was a beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sucks that he can never stay healthy, but. Sucks for it's Joe Burrow. For, it's good for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. if he plays a game or two or something like that, or if he's kind of around. With Joe Burrow this year, that could be really good for Burrow, but I, I, he's definitely not playing 16. He's not going to be – A.J. Green yeah. is no longer A.J. Green. Yep, and from what I saw, uh, the coach, Zach Taylor, said it's all precautionary. This isn't a big deal, blah, blah, blah. But that's what you're going to say. Yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, feeding, you're throwing that out there. You're definitely not going, uh, you know, <laughs> turns out his feet and his knees and, you know, whatever else is wrong. Lower body all together yeah. is just falling apart day right. by day. So. <laughs> Uh, I just threw this one in here. I didn't even tell you guys about it, but Jarrett Stidham just throwing tons of interceptions in Patriots oh, camp. Your boy yeah. over there, Josh. I also of did course see that. Stidham. Stidham has also got a hip injury, so oh. I don't think he's going to win the job. Yeah. I think I might have been wrong. <sighs> he just didn't make you look bad. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, I but oh, in Josh's wow. defense, if we would have talked about it after the first day of training camp, they said he looked really good. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, I did send uh, right. he said he Justin looked Justin mentioned uh, yeah. that in our yeah. in our group chat. Just hey. so you guys know, we talk weekly. We talk daily yeah. about all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's only been a week. I mean, Cam yeah. Newton's he's got a couple more weeks to screw up. Stidham can swoop in and take the job. It'll happen. Just give us some time. Yeah, so. I'm surprised like Bill Belichick didn't tell Cam Newton like, "Hey, you can't wear your hair like that to play on the Patriots." <laughs> so some, of the, some of the some of the photos see you dancing see. out there and singing. Oh and my everything. gosh, that I is s- not a Bill Belichick. Tom Brady wasn't out there doing that type stuff. No, I saw a Absolutely meme of Cam Newton in the Patriots uniform with his hair, and then it, next to him it was the guy from Scary Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looked like spot on. One of it was awesome. Wayne brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, so last new uh, big news for the league, and I. I think this is just good for football and people who enjoy hearing uh, <laughs> new Monday night football crew named uh, no more Booger McFarlane on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I oh, mean, man. he was he was hard to listen to. They they started with the whole contraption they had on the sidelines that he was riding yep. up and down the sideline, blocking people who paid a lot of money to watch the game, <laughs> yeah, like front that. row. As you got oh, yeah, on his little, uh, yeah, on his little cart yeah, there yeah. that he had, you know, going back and forth. He just he he was just bad. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, I hated listening to him. Uh, I really wasn't a big fan of uh, Tessator. Was that? Yeah, I wasn't yeah, a big fan yeah. of him either. I mean, no. he 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 had like the announcer voice, but it, I don't know. It just didn't mesh well. Didn't no. fit with the words. Yeah, and yeah. Witten, Witten had enough backlash <laughs> the year before. He's like, I got to get back in the league. Yeah. Monday Night Football has <laughs> never days. been, I mean. Since Gruden left. How many years in a row? I mean, it's just been absolute yeah, garbage. I, I mean, I watched that thing on mute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's bad. That's why Gruden, Jason Witten went back to football. Yeah. <laughs> he literally, he, I guarantee he doesn't even still be playing, but he was like, man, I'm getting trashed on Twitter right now. I cannot yeah. do another yeah, season go, of this. I can go back out there and block a couple guys and make a couple million dollars. Yeah. Like, so the new crews, uh, Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, mm-hmm. and Brian Greasy. I, I wanted Dan Orlowski to get a shot, but yep. these guys, I still think. I like Lewis Riddick and Steve Levy used to be one of my favorite Sports Center anchors. Yeah. So and Brian Greeks is good. I I think, I mean anything's going to be bit better than Booger McFarland. Yeah. Brian Greasy definitely you know knows what how to talk about and interpret the game in the right way. He's not like a Booger McFarland that was just like stating obvious things that were happening. <laughs> hey, we're at a brown table. Um, right. <laughs> hey, uh, and Lewis Riddick, he is just, I mean, he was in, he, you know, he used to be a front office yeah. guy. Yep. You know, he knows what he's talking about, especially like scouting players, yeah. stuff like that. So I'm in, um, and he's done, these guys have done games like here and there. I mean, it's not like the first time that either of these guys have been in a booth. Um, but definitely better than what we were getting. When Booger talked about a player in a game, you could tell that he had either done his research that morning or right then and there as he yeah. was talking. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, that's what are you talking about? Yeah. One of my favorite things was to, like, after a game, you could get online and look up all the things that he said that were wrong or, like, <laughs> the stuff that didn't make sense. I remember I was watching the Bengals on Monday night. And he was talking about how he, you know, the Bengals weren't winning, but he just really liked what Zach Taylor was doing, and they're <laughs> heading in the right direction. And everyone's like, "These guys got one win, yeah, and they're getting beat by 30. The, what could you be possibly saying that you like what they're doing right now? He, it's like he just had a list of cliches that he had to work <laughs> through every Monday night. It was, man, I, I'm so happy they have not been able to find a replacement for Gruden. Well, yeah, Gruden was tough. He was terrible tough when he was on the sideline the year before, and then they put him in the booth. Yeah. I'm like. Well, like who's evaluating this talent? Like there's a lot of people over there needs fired. Yep. Like who made that call? Well, they probably did get fired. ESPN just fires everybody lately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, all right. So we'll oh. move into some, uh, some Browns trading camp news. So that's what we're going to focus on this episode. We finally have current Browns news yeah, to talk about, to talk about yes. which is pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, you know, Browns started training camp two weeks ago. Um, like we kind of foresaw injury bug hit us a little bit. First day of camp, Mac Wilson hits Nick Chubb high and gives him a concussion. So, like, as like literally forty five seconds after it happened, I got a notification on my phone. It's like Nick Chubb enters, you know, possible concussion protocol. Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, right. what? I like, I know it was first day in pads. So I watched the hit, and I'm just like, oh, oh, Mac Wilson, what are we doing? Just horse collar, just hit him super high. You know, I'm like, oh, that's great. You know. And I get like to, it's training camp. You're he's not trying to earn a spot. That his starting job is locked up. Mac Wilson's 
he was good to go. Well, he was. Pre- it was locked up. Yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it was, but yeah. then, you know, we thought maybe Coach was going to punish him. No, God punished him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do Karma. not hit Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Karma came around quick. Yeah, yeah. On that one. what was it, the next day or the day? I think it was, it was the next day. It was the very next day. day. Yeah, day, yeah. Uh, Mac Wilson busted his knee up, and he's going to be out. I think I saw, what, at least eight weeks, if yeah. he's lucky. I was. I got nervous because I was seeing – that was it. And they were, he was like, he, he he this is like best case scenario, yeah. isn't it? He sent out a tweet or something, right? Like that, that made it, I forget exactly what it said, but it made it sound like he's he coming knew, back. No, it made oh. it sound like he knew he was out. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So it said that he could have season ending, ending surgery. Right, that's what I read. Um, yeah. That he's got more exams coming up. And when the swelling goes down, then, Dr. James Andrews, the second opinion. Guy, yeah. The guy, the guy's got to be, you know, just loaded. Every <laughs> athlete goes to this yes, guy. Yeah. I mean, there's no other doctor in the world that can look at an athlete unless it's Dr. Andrews shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I will say though, I mean, it's, it's such a good thing that we're so deep at linebacker and we can just plug somebody new in there and not (laughs) miss a beat. So speaking of that, is there anybody out there free agent wise, or do we need to make a move and bring somebody in? We got to do something. Yeah. I I mean, one of the guys we talked, I talked about this, I think way back, like first, second episode, I was big on just bringing in like a guy like Clay Matthews. With Mac Wilson on the team already, yeah, I was big mm-hmm. on you know bringing a guy like him in, especially with the history that his dad has with the team. I'm surprised that he's out there unsigned. Uh, he was one of the guys that I know that I think we should go out, and it wouldn't it wouldn't have to. Well, I don't think it costs us very much because he ain't getting any other offers. No, no, it, it's crazy that he's still out there, just available. Yeah, maybe we should have re-signed Joe Schobert. Mm. Or Kirksey. Just, just sign one of them. Or somebody. So I know this sounds crazy, though, but I've been seeing a lot of video from training camp, and BJ Goodson is playing out of his mind. They're saying he showed up. And well, he we looks, need him, and, too. Right. Yeah. Well, and that was the guy we were like, ah, we don't even know if he's going to start. He's kind of a scrub. <laughs> Green Bay only played seven games. He's out there showing up. This pains me a little bit, too, as I've heard that Phillips is having, <laughs> is looking great. Right. So I mean, hopefully hopefully he's proving me wrong. Yeah. Now, then again, it's also, you know, I'm reading these articles on Browns.com. They're not going to, you know, Nathan (laughs) is not going to type up an article that says, you know, BJ Goodson looks like garbage. He he looks like a guy that started seven games for the Packers last year. You know, obviously he's going to pop up our guys a little bit, Absolutely. but hopefully I, no matter how good they are, we got to. Even just for depth purposes, we got to find somebody to bring in. You got to think yeah. it's on our radar. Yeah, Mal- uh, Malcolm Smith. I just looked up the Browns' like recent rumors. They brought him in for a workout this week. Played, had two really good years in Oakland in 2015, 2016. Been around since 2011. Was drafted by Seattle. Uh, had 122 tackles in 1503 in 2016. Then played. He didn't play for a year. Then he came back in 2018, played for San Francisco. So he's kind of just a fill-in type guy. But he's one of the guys that we brought in recently to to maybe fill the void of how long Mac Wilson's going to be out. It almost seems like our front office and our coaches, they just don't see linebackers. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, maybe it's our defensive scheme. They just don't see linebackers being a position that needs to be I don't know, maybe overloaded with talent, or maybe we're underselling underselling the talent we have. Maybe they maybe they see something that we're not seeing. Yeah, and I'm, we're we're actually loaded at middle linebacker. I mean, you know, they want the things that they've talked about the last few years have been pressure the quarterback and you know defend on the outside. So they want the, those DBs to be 
lock down those defenders and then they want the uh, D line to get after the quarterback. So yeah, I guess in a way it's probably some of that Blake where they think the linebacking crew, you guys just got to hold down the fort in the middle. You know what I mean? Cause the, the, the quarterback's going to have to probably dump off passes if we're getting after the quarterback the way they want to. So and that's why Mac Wilson was a great pick because yep. he was that cover linebacker. Another option we have too is I don't know if you guys saw it. CFL got canceled last uh, sometime this week, like I think Monday or Tuesday. Really? So you have a ton of average talent. I mean, better than right. I, you could make the argument. Maybe some of those guys are better than some of the guys that we have. I mean, Doug Flutie played in the CFL. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's guys that aren't going to get a paycheck yeah, now. They're sitting and they're going to be hungry. Yeah. And real quick to rewind, Nick Chubb, he has cleared the protocol, Absolutely. so he's good yeah, to go. He's good I, to yeah. go. Yep. He's all right, but Matt just, Wilson is I, not. No, and it just and he's back, but that's one concussion he didn't need to have. Right. Not right at the Especially, beginning. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially like, everything. You want to keep that concussion number low. Yeah. You know, I got four in my life and I forget a lot of things. So <laughs> you wanna keep you wanna keep it low. Um Is that what you tell your future wife, Kiva? Like I got hit a lot when I was playing yeah, football. Sorry, Kiva. I didn't sweep the floor. This <laughs> might be good. bad for people, but like anytime I forget something, I'll be like, Oh, my CTE's acting up. Oh, God. So hey, until they tell me I don't have it, I can say I have it. Gotcha. Um mm-hmm. all right, so then just move us into oh, I guess we got one more injury. I almost skipped over. This is a kind of a big hit. Kevin Johnson, huge standout camp so far. Everybody was loving what he was doing. And uh, a cornerback lacerated his spleen when somebody landed on him. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we were talking about when we said, like, you know, freak injuries were going to happen at the start of training. Lacerated his spleen. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, they're saying that that for his lacerations go, it was fairly minor. Yeah. But uh, somebody who had this type of injury was – Brown safety back in 2016, Jordan Poyer. He had the same thing. He was out four months. Oh, great. So he, they're looking at maybe he can make it back by the first quarter of the season, but I think that he's, I mean, he's got to be out for some time. Yeah. Just as a healing thing. Maybe yeah. not like a pain, man, anything like that, but it's just like, hey. My spleen's lacerated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to wait there, for coach. this thing to fully. It's one of those things, too. You got to wait for it to fully. How many times you go out there and they're like, oh, I'm going to, I can play at 70% or 80%. Yeah, you can't do that with a with a spleen. Yeah, so. this gives uh, undrafted free agent uh, AJ Green a chance to possibly make this roster, especially yeah. if he's playing well in camp. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens with the Browns. We'll see if they feel like we have enough depth there, or if he's going to be out and Green isn't stepping up. If we end up making a move, bringing in another corner, I think our our secondary depth is a lot better than what our linebacker depth is. So this injury, even though it sucks and it hurts, it's not as devastating to me as losing a Mac Wilson. Well, Mac Wilson was a starting piece. And like you said, Johnson was depth piece. Yep. So it does. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another one that I saw that I don't think we talked, I don't think you have it down, Blake. Miles Garrett did miss uh, the first five days of camp. But he, he came miss. back. Yeah. Yesterday. He came back. Uh, had it was a hamstring injury. I did so, not even know that. And Beckham yeah, left so. too, didn't he? My I, thought I, saw he I didn't see anything. A, I didn't see Beckham. I didn't mm-hmm. see. I thought I saw um, he left a practice early, I believe, but he did return or they said it was nothing. I'd, I'd, I'd have to find it again, but. Yeah, I'm trying to look at see because here I got, yeah, I got a rundown here. So we got Miles Garrett uh, missed five days with a hamstring injury. 
Uh, Nick Chubb returned from the concussion, but was limited. Um, receiver Kadero Hodge, uh, he's, they've said has had an exit clamp, exit, excellent camp missed Saturday for a personal reason. Uh, and Joko sat out of practice with a wrist injury. Um, punter Jamie Gillen had, was sick, but he was back on Saturday. Other people that have sat down, Robert McRae, Larry Ogunjobi, Damian Ratley, JC Treader, uh, Casey Dunn and Donovan Peoples Jones sat out with heat cramps. Oh, yeah, so, well, I almost had to sit out of the draft yesterday with heat cramps. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it is one of those things where, I guess, there, you're going to have these, you know, little things that come up and you're going to miss some time because you just haven't been a lot doing of these, this type stuff for months. A lot of these injuries, too, I feel like if this was the season or a big game, they probably would have played. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah. a lot of, you know, the, the big ones, obviously, lacerated spleen, concussion, knee, you know, some of this stuff probably could have been played through, but there's no need to push it, you know. Right. First week. Yeah. You want to make sure that you have the healthiest roster you can possibly have at the start of the season, which. Correct me if I'm wrong. We kick off three weeks from today. I just saw that yeah. right? uh, they have the countdown, and it blew my mind. It was like 22 days or something. All right, so like yeah, that. we're three, like, three weeks out. Yeah, I was like, Whoa. From, the, from the time of this recording. So yeah. it'll be even sooner by the time people listen to this. Yeah. I, I can, can't wait. I cannot freaking wait to watch a if, it, oh, if it gets canceled at all, I'll cry. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> so yeah, are we going to talk I, about yeah, I guess. yeah, we what? should dive into. What? So right before we got in, we saw Brown sent home today because... Apparently, some lab in New Jersey. I mean, we don't know if they've messed up, but yeah. it, it appears that they've messed up and they've sent a bunch of false positives back to the I think we should, teams. we should throw out a disclaimer. Yeah. Listeners, viewers, um, I don't I don't really know how to word this politically politically correctly, but I'm obviously not politically correct anyway. So um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kind of bash the coronavirus a little bit here. So. Yeah. So what I read, I was getting ready to get my hair cut. And, you know, I was waiting in, you know, line. Yeah, I got to get that check in. And the, <laughs> the great clips and all that. Right, right, so, right. Um, basically, they showed up and they were told that the facility had to be thoroughly cleaned. Um, they were given a test to take home, a COVID test, and that they would just start Zoom calls immediately. But that Coach Stefanski believed that the teams that were getting these uh, false positives, they weren't even confirmed false positives yet for the Browns, but that... The Browns had nine, uh, not Browns, Bears had nine players tested. They were all positive, And then they were second tested and they were basically false positives. All tied to a New Jersey testing facility. That's the thing. They're all coming. All these yeah. positives are coming from the same, same facility. facility. Correct. And this isn't the first facility I've seen that have had problems like this. There's been places in like Florida, Texas. So at this point anymore, you get a, a, a pos- who can believe any, like who knows what. You know what I mean? And how many false positives have there been already? Like Matthew Stafford got told he had it, and then it was a false positive. I mean, no. How can you even believe? But, yeah, it happened, with our, it happened <laughs> with our governor. Happened with the governor of Ohio. Yeah. Like he it's was like, he happened yeah. with our yeah. governor. He just Trump, had, he Trump had was a, coming to town. Yeah, was it, yeah. and he was like, oh, "I'm positive." He it was a bad case of I don't want to talk to Trumpitis. Yeah, that was that was what he had. Cancel the meeting. Hey, whoa, whoa, sorry, it's a false false positive. I'm yeah. good. And it's nice to the governor, by the way, that you know he can just get like results in an hour. Everybody else yeah. got to wait three, five days. Mm-hmm. But yep. I digress. Yeah. So, so yeah, a couple, it said that uh, ten teams were affected um, by what's going on here with this lab: mm-hmm. Bills, Bears, Browns, Jets, Steelers, Vikings, to name a few of them in this article. 
I think I think we'll see Browns will be back tomorrow. I think yeah. so. I, I this is the NFL we're talking about. We yeah. talked about it a lot. Big you money. know, yeah, big money. They're really not. I mean, there was the draft. I mean, it kind of all started with that. Like, yep. oh, what are they going to do the draft? They're like, no, we're doing it. We'll do, we'll there do will virtual, be a draft. We're doing it. They've right. stuck to their their plan. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say, yep. Goodell has not. I remember getting an email like it was like a thing from you know, some fan NFL fan thing, but it was like a letter from Goodell. And it was like, we will have football. I can promise you this. It may not be like a normal season, but I promise you that I know this means a lot to a lot of people and we will have this. And I was like, well, maybe that's a little early to throw that out there. He's not, he literally, they've done everything that they've said they were going to do so far. Yeah. I, I'm just hoping this isn't one of those things that like takes a week or something like that to like unfold and oh. get that like, I'm hoping that we're back in tomorrow because if you lose a week right now and we're three weeks out, that's. That I would hurts. imagine if they took COVID tests home, I would imagine those tests have already been collected and they're already at a different lab, and they're going to have. You know, they got that Dewine results. You know, they're yeah. going to have them within the hour. <laughs> right. So, well, which remember like three or four months ago where it was like you couldn't get tested. It oh. was like yeah, you were not testing anyone. And now if you're if you're an athlete or you you know. You're these important people. It's if you work today, at Scheffler, you can go get a test right now to get back to work. I mean, like, I was gonna yeah. say, if you guys they wanna, want you back, yeah, you can get a test pretty much anywhere. Like, it's kind of crazy. So, just to take a quick, you know, sidestep on this whole COVID uh, crap situation, um, let me just explain to you guys how very crucial this virus is apparently in our country. So, last Friday, I was supposed to be getting ready to leave for vacation Saturday morning. My wife. Started feeling kind of sick. She had like a sinus thing going on. We're like, oh crap, we better, you know, yeah. she really wasn't feeling well. So we're like, well, we better better find out. So we go to the ER, they test her for COVID. And we're like, well, you know, we're leaving for vacation in the morning. How, how soon are the results going to be back? And they're like, probably Tuesday. Mm. And we're like, wait, like we're, we're leaving the state. We're going to another state. We're going to drive through five states or whatever. <laughs> and you're, we have, you test us for COVID and we can't even get the results. So, so how important is it? I'll tell you know? what. Right. I'll tell you what you should have done, Josh. I don't know what you did, but you just keep that vacation open <laughs> yeah. and you just drive that car to wherever you're going, man, and just wear a mask. Everything will be great, dog. Yeah, wear, great. wear a mask. Yeah, that's we safe. actually did end up canceling just because she wasn't feeling good, and it was like, well, one Damn, if it so is you COVID, didn't get to go on vacation. No, we we just canceled it. <laughs> uh, yeah. The year of the corona. Now, I will say it came back negative, thankfully, but we waited, we waited, five, what, four days, five days to find out if she even had it. It's like, right. well, if you didn't, if you want to know who has it and it's that important to know who has it, shouldn't you? Well, I was going to tell you, if you are sick right now, we're, we're all going to be back in the basement again doing Zoom calls. <laughs> right. We're all going to be back to, yep. back to, you know, April uh, episodes of the dogs. But yeah, it, it is crazy. Um I don't. I don't think anybody really knows what's going on anymore. I it just it's nuts. The NFL's just got to get to like November tenth, and then we'll be fine. <laughs> Is that an important day in American history? It's after the election. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, right. So oh, interesting. If we can make it to November, we'll all be all right. Yeah, it's either okay. going to be really bad or it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully everybody's okay with the Browns. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Well, so. Uh-huh. That's, that, that's our injury concerns. That's, uh, you know, what's been kind of going around as far as personnel-wise. Um, I know if you guys are like me, kind of been wondering, we don't get to be at training camp this year, so kind of wondering, like, who's doing what? How we lo- are we actually looking all right? Um, you know, so I saw a breakdown of our positions. One thing I saw, 
I guess it doesn't concern me. It just didn't make me thrilled as it says the Bakers had, you know, like kind of an up and down camp so far. And I guess it's to be expected. It's a brand new offense again. He's on his fourth head coach again. But I don't know. I guess a small part of me just had this idea like this was just such a perfect match. He's going to come out like first day and then people are going to be like, oh, my God, it's Patrick Mahomes. This guy's is insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so I will say, though, that they said he's had a really good connection with Austin Hooper so far. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, that new piece and hopefully they can just get back out on the practice field and keep yeah. building up on that. Uh, Justin told me though he has her that like Case Keenum just can't stop throwing interceptions. Every video that I've seen <laughs> that the Browns, so the Browns are steady putting up videos from training camp. Uh, and every time the defense makes a play, it's Case Keenum. It's Case Keenum. <laughs> it was Money Mitch yesterday. BJ Goodson's getting a pick. I'm like, oh man, Case Keenum. Not like everything I'm reading is veteran leadership in the locker room, right? Top backup. I'm like, okay, well, hey, but not like that makes me a little nervous, especially yeah. You know, that's yeah, our backup. We, uh, I forget who was it that sent the video yesterday in our chat. Blake, the, like the pass. Yeah. Went up from Baker. Oh my goodness. Which, yeah. And like Justin, you said it yesterday in our conversation about Baker needed that type of a weapon. Yeah. You know, that's what he was used to. And Lincoln Riley and him like utilize that. The, oh, Mark the Andrews is yes. like, and look what Mark Andrews is, you know, kind of the same type of player mm-hmm. a little bit as Austin Hooper. Um, so I think that benefits, but I think last year one of the biggest things that we saw kind of a struggle a little bit with Baker and Odell was the reps. So yep. any reps that we aren't getting, you know, you're not getting all of a sudden it's game four or five, and now you're finally starting to kind of know like, oh, what this guy's going to do on this cut, where he's going to be, where I got to put the ball type mm-hmm. of a thing. I think that that is a big big thing a big hurdle that we have to get over with so many new pieces you know because mm-hmm. i i still think odell and baker really aren't still on like where they where they need to be i don't disagree with you i'm no but hooper spent time down in was it texas, texas. with yeah. Baker, yeah, baker in the you know whenever no one was allowed to really gather as a team so they were down there getting acclimated right i mean it's awesome to see that those two are taking this so seriously yeah. like yep. let's get on the same page and let's get this thing going so I'll stick with the tight ends here real quick. Um, Hooper, obviously, we just talked about has been. They said he's been a standout in camp so far. He's yep. one of the highlights of camp. One thing that was kind of stood out to me a little bit is when I read about Njoku, is it says continued improvement as a blocker and consistency at the catch point. You know, should lead to a productive season and a friendly offense. To me, that sounds kind of like spin, like political spin, like. Uh, you know, he's there, you know, we got to try to make him. St- and then you go right into Harrison Bryant. It's this guy's a standout. Yep. It's going to be hard. The, the exact words in here, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. Good. And, yeah, and so I know Dave and joke is all in and they keep telling him he has, you know, he has a role, but e- even early in camp, just from what I'm reading, the way I interpret this is he's going to be phased out. Yeah. Well, and Harrison Bryant, he's, He's there and he knows what is kind of, he's like that rookie, you know, so he's going to do whatever he's told to do. Mm. You know, where David and Joke is like, oh, yeah, they brought, they said I'm going to have to block a little bit more this year. <laughs> Harrison Bryan's like, hey, I'll do whatever you want me to do to get on the field type of mentality. But then he's got the skill set. Like so many times we see, like, oh, you got a good receiving tight end and you got a good blocking tight end. Correct. Okay. So, like, if you're out there and you got a run play called and you got an audible or whatnot, now you're like, oh, well, tight end I'm throwing to mm-hmm. isn't the greatest. Harrison Bryant can do both. Yeah. And like I like I said earlier in the the season here earlier in the year, that's what Stefanski did in Minnesota. You got right. Kyle Rudolph out there being your 
kind of prototypical tight end, mm-hmm. blocking, catching the red zone targets. But then Irv Smith was that guy always in motion. And he was a rookie last year. Yep. Right. You know, and maybe he was in motion to go out and block and stuff for some, you know, because they ran the ball a lot with Cook and Madison. But yes. Yep. Uh, Irv Smith was definitely used in the passing game from time to time. And I think if Njoku, uh, his hands are the same as they've always been, it'll be Brian on the field. Hey, just real quick. Because uh, I did get a notification. Yeah, Shout out too. to Bleacher Report. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, Ravens did release Earl Thomas. Yep. They didn't trade him. Then wow. they just released his contract. I saw yep. that it popped up on my phone. I was Personal like, oh conduct that would was adversely affected or whatnot was the reason. It's kind of cr- if I feel almost like the Ravens played it. I don't know. If I'm them, I come out. It's a quick decision. If I come so, out, if I'm them, I come out and like, yeah, you know, we we're disappointed, but you know, he's in our long term success, you know, or yeah. plans. And then I'm back door, putting out trade feelers. But if you just come out and say we're getting rid of this guy or we're trading him, nobody's going to offer you any a trade for him, right? You know, they're like, well, well I'll just wait till you get rid of him. Right. Well, it was a quick decision too. I mean, this thing didn't play out over a week or you know, or two weeks. No, it was like a day. Yeah, and there was already hours. rumors that it was going to happen. Like the day it happened, I'm like, there's no way. I guess the veterans came out, and I, I mean, so it's one of those things where you know. Upper management might have wanted to bring him back, you know, because of his contract and his talent. And But do you risk losing the locker room? Yeah, but the, I guess the Ravens, like, and I don't know if all NFL teams have this or not, but the Ravens have a leadership council of players mm. or whatnot that, like, take issues for the team. They look out for the team's best interests rather than yeah. ownership, anything mm-hmm. like that. So almost kind of like, like your captain. captain yeah. Yeah, or so. yeah. uh, and they did. They said, no, hey. You don't want this guy. He ain't so, got to go home, but he's so, got to get the hell out of but, here. <laughs> I mean, hey, let's be honest. Let's be honest here. Okay. Earl Thomas ain't going to be a free agent long. No. Well, no. You, so you already touched on it. Do you want to say what you said right before we went on the oh, air? And then ahead. I'll add to it. So go we ahead. were talking about possible landing places. And the first team that we automatically probably thought of was Cowboys. Yeah. Because they were very, very, they were the suitor. I remember when they, when Baltimore like got him, I was like, man, I can't believe Right. Dallas let him slip. So I already just saw that they're going to, they released McCoy because he got hurt. This is the Cowboys. Right. So they released him, got 3 million, and then they restructured Tyron Smith's uh, contract to free up 7 more million. So Mm -hmm. they have 10 million in open space. Oh, you mean the guaranteed money that Earl Thomas was supposed (laughs) to make this year is what they just freed up in the last two days, three days. I find that very... But they said Texans are in the mix right now and also the 49ers. Can you imagine for oh, the 49ers? Man. Oh, my goodness. I'm just a football fan, so and they're not in the AFC. So, like, if he went out there, I'd be like, man, that's just fun to watch. 49ers. Yeah, Richard Sherman out there. Listen I mean, to the teams so that you just mentioned, though, that yeah. are the things that they're doing, like these preemptive strikes. This is a. These are marks of very good, well-run organizations. Yes. I mean, except for the Texans. Texans, Texans, well, okay. yeah, Texans Reds, there's some Reds. Well, they're in Texas, you know, yeah. so they probably got quick wind of Jerry. Oh, we better do the same thing. But, <laughs> right. Um, you know, as much as I hate the Ravens, I got to say, like, this is another mark of a very good organization yeah. that, you know, problem comes up, boom, done, decision done. made. I don't care who you are, what yep. you've done, is, yeah. it's over. Yeah, you know the standard if you're playing for yeah. that team. Absolutely. Exactly, and they, and they stick to it. So there's no like, oh, okay, well, Earl Thomas got away with it, so now I'm Lamar Jackson. I can, you know, right. pull some BS stunt and get away with it. No, it doesn't matter who you are. Right. That, so this is the line you cross it, you're done. It's right. yeah. So it's kind of like if we had a wide receiver that continuously failed drug tests and we just kept bringing him <laughs> back every year because he had one really solid uh-huh. year. I'm not saying that yeah. that's our team. I'm just saying <laughs> right. that could be something, <laughs> something that we happened. yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. Hey, I so, mean, I, I still, I'll, I'll, that Josh Gordon one year was good enough for me. Um, I loved it. Obviously, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday. It's going to come out on Thursday. By the time this drops, he might be on a team. He's going to be in oh, Dallas. I would, Dallas. I would be shocked if he's not on a team kind of by Thursday. Yeah. So yeah. I think it, I think that he's, I mean, and I get it. You know, he threw the punch, got in an argument. Not the first thing that happened, but it's Earl Thomas. I so. didn't even see that he threw a punch. I saw that he yeah. raised his fists up like he was like, hey. Yeah, so he uh, punched. I so I guess you. he threw a punch or whatnot. Yikes, that's crazy. The safety clerk or whatnot. And then, like, afterwards, he, like, so they got in an argument because it was a oh, blown missed, missed uh, assignment. Yeah, blown coverage yeah. that resulted in a touchdown. And Earl Thomas just like I guess laid into him. It was like saying it was his fault. Well, and the other no, guy was saying no, yeah. it was yours. I guess so. They had an Instagram thing too. Earl Thomas, he came on. It was either Instagram or you know whatever the kids are doing these days. I don't know. I don't do all that. But he said, hey, you know, I messed up. I was having a really really great camp, probably the best camp I've ever had, and I messed one assignment up. And you know, this is a tough break for me because. He's like, but it's, it is what it is. I'll take tomorrow off and I'll be back. Well, hey, man. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> you're, yeah, your chance. I, that's the thing. He can go to wherever he wants. Oh, it's yeah. It's not like. There's a market out there for you. Yeah. I would say, uh, hey, Cleveland. <laughs> I, I know you guys are going to Baltimore. You want to play Baltimore yeah, twice yeah, a year? Come yeah, on. Come on over. I mean. This it's one of those things I could see like the Steelers picking them up. I was gonna say just, that's something the Steelers. Yeah, would do. they'd be like, "Hey, or the Patriots." Yeah, that's and, Patriots, and then Minka man. Fitzpatrick got, together. Yeah, got a discounted player coming in, and you know that with a checkered past. How many times have the Patriots done that? By the way, like a team cuts somebody, and then the Patriots pick oh. them up just for the because they're about it to. It happened play them. this year. His name's Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what very, about um, uh, Antonio Brown? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking like so. Like the Patriots are going to play the Bengals. And the bang, the Patriots will literally pick up that was somebody that was on the Bengals two weeks ago just to like get inside information. Yeah, you know, I play that week against the yes. Bengals and they'll cut that guy. Yeah, yeah they do kinda, that kind of stuff like all the time. It's kind of like they or they'll do it like somebody went down for their team. The Patriots will go up and pick the guy up before the other team can. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in fantasy football, you're like, yeah. hey, that guy's quarterback got hurt. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm before I'm on up. the waiver wire, so yeah. I'm gonna take the best quarterback available. <laughs> yeah. They're always number one on the waiver wire. <laughs> <laughs> they always have the top pick in waiver wire. It's unreal. It's unreal. Yeah. So what, right. el- what else you got, Blake? Well, hey, so we'll move back into some more Brown stuff. Another new addition to the Browns that I wanted to talk about, maybe another case of me having too high expectations. Um, Jedrick Wills, so far in camp, you know, he's at the left tackle position. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, kind of having a typical rookie camp, they're saying, you know, some sometimes he's, he's looking real good and other times he's struggling. Um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to hear, man, this guy stepped in. He just looks like... He's just manhandling people. This is going to be that's unrealistic. a really rough year for rookies across the league. I mean, yeah. you you Agreed. really had your first offseason cut drastically short, you know, with COVID and everything. And now this is really your these are really your first reps and you're not going to get any game reps whatsoever until week one mm-hmm. when it matters. Like it's the first time you step on a field in a game situation, the NFL, it counts. So. I, I think I think that's to be expected, but at least you know you got the reports of him looking good too. I will yep. say this: he's not going up against scrubs. Oh, no, yeah, he said he's, he's primarily working against Adrian Claiborne and Olivier Vernon. Right, a healthy and like you know kind working of recharged Olivier Vernon. <laughs> yeah, or, mm-hmm. you know that's like out to prove something this year. Yeah, and Adrian Claiborne had six sacks in a game. Yeah, so he's so, and and they yeah. said that like they're not. 
I mean, they're like teaching him, but they're like kind of throwing him in the fire. They're they're having him go against those guys, yeah. and they said that like he'll have to line up against Miles Garrett in practice. Just Miles Garrett hasn't been there, for, you know, he wasn't there for a week. But that's great because he's going to be lining up against yeah. T.J. Watt. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, and all the, I mean, just think of all the teams we've already gone through the schedule for this year, but there's a lot of really good defensive linemen yep. that he's going to have to deal with. Well, right, week to week. For the most part, you're not going to get like a week where you're like, oh, this guy's not that good. Just about every team has a, a premier, you know, and mm-hmm. or, you know, he's going to have to match up against these yeah, guys. Yeah, and where are they going to send those guys to if you're going to blitz Baker? Because yeah. you got Conklin on the other side. Absolutely. Yep. Go after the Go rookie. After the rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys also saw this. So, uh, Treader went down and Nick Harris had to step in. The, oh, good. The rookie. So... They uh, now this is coach. Maybe this is just coach being coach, but just said completely stepped in, exceeded expectations. Wouldn't be surprised if he was in a starting role at some point, even as a rookie. Which now that's crazy for Treader because he might even be that's a real competition at that job now. I read the biggest thing I read for Nick Harris so far was when he's in there, you haven't really noticed him. Really? Which for offensive well, line yeah. for off rookie offensive line that's, that's true a, that's a good thing <laughs> yeah you know what I mean that's that's kind of how like we only know who Cam Irving is because he was so, so bad. bad yeah and his guy he was just constantly getting mauled and giving up sacks that's true because you and you played O line back in the day so you know that if, if your name was not getting said you're doing a good job exactly yep. you, you want to go as an offensive lineman you're hoping nobody knows who you are. Because if they know who you are, you're probably Cam Irving. <laughs> so that's a, you know that's a that's a good compliment for Nick Harris. That means he stepped mm-hmm. in, and I know I mean we got him late. A lot of teams passed on him because of his size, and it's it's kind of looking like he might end up being kind of a steal. You know, right? So that's good for us. Um, one thing about Wills, I saw Joe Thomas said, you know, obviously he's you know he's been up and he's been down. He's been going against these guys. He said, but just wait till you see like three weeks from now. He said. He's picking. He's going to pick it up so quick. So Joe Thomas is still super high on the guy, Good. and so I'm still super high on the guy. And I'm like, I'm. I, the more we talk about this stuff, like I'm getting excited to do this show next week yep. and the week after. You know, as yep. we have more and more yes. of these guys taking these reps and training camp, more stories coming out. This is going to. I'm just getting so psyched for football. I can't wait Same. for oh, for our Ravens preview. Yeah, uh, I cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, one of the other guys that look has been like they've been raving about him in camp is Jordan Elliott. Yes, uh, yeah, I saw that because Ogan Joby's kind of been out dealing with a groin injury. You know, uh, Jordan Elliott has been like phenomenal in camp. They said I got a quote here from Chris Kiven said, you know, that they had the rookies in, you know, to start training camps. I got to come in a little bit earlier because of them being rookies, and he said, you know, hey we got a lot of time to get these reps in. You don't got to go hard right now. And he was like, no, we can't waste any time. Like, <laughs> um, he's, you know, he's asking the right questions. He says he's a guy that we're excited about, talented enough to get in there and play right away. So he's definitely part of our defensive plan. All the NFL personnel were surprised that he fell as far as he did in the draft. There's everything that I had read was he was first round talent that just for some reason just slipped. Kind of the story of the Browns draft. Yeah. Just so. Yeah, and I'm kind of, and he's one of those guys, you know, that kind of fell, so he's got a chip on his shoulder. But, I mean, that's almost like, like, yeah, you want to hit on your top draft picks, right? But that also comes with an ego of being a top draft pick yeah. of like, hey, you know, I was taking top 10. I don't got to work kind of as hard as, you know, third rounder over here, <laughs> you know, type of a thing. But yeah. that guy works his tail off, and most of the time they work out more than mm-hmm. most of the first round people. 
Yeah, well, and they're the guys taking the most uh, training camp reps yep. typically because you're your higher draft picks. Mm-hmm. They get a little injury, they tweak a little something. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll we'll play it safe with with them, and that's where these other guys like, okay, this is my chance, and yep. they go hard. That's what yep. I, I would say. There's never a good thing about injuries, but a silver lining to injuries. It gives you a chance to to see a guy mm-hmm. like Jordan Elliott getting reps who might get not necessarily got. Yep. First team reps if Ogunjobi's right. not hurt, you know. Exactly. So, you know, you got to, you know, life hands you lemons, you know, watch Jordan Elliott. Yeah, you make, <laughs> you make lemon pie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing we glossed over a little bit earlier, we were talking about the wide receivers. Everything I've read so far that says Odell is, he looks energized, he looks healthy, and he's like New literally hair. unguardable. Yeah. Like Did we they, see that one-handed catch? He does yeah. not get his hair cut at Great Clips. I'm no. sure he does not. No. no. He's going to super not. cuts. Absolutely. <laughs> He's going to sports cuts or yeah. whatever it is. Right, right. The MVP uh, treatment. Uh, no, they said he looks... L- Unguardable. I did see the one-handed catch, Josh. By the way, I did. That was. Yeah, I, it's just very Odell. I get it. I'm not. I get it's practice, yeah. but it's. I mean, it's come cool, on, man. You still got to be able to do it. Yeah. Every every game that um well during warm up last year, that's all you ever see that guy doing. It's just ridiculous. Just I I didn't see him make one just normal catch as a receiver last year with two hands. He was just behind the head, you mm-hmm. know, jumping through the air. Um, yeah. guy's a playmaker. Yeah, he's looked like a stud. They said Jarvis looks obviously like what we expect from Jarvis. He's just been Jarvis Landry. One thing, you know, I want to get into is that third wide receiver slot is it's still wide open. I think we kind of all came into this season thinking it was Rashard Higgins' job to lose. Mm -hmm. And from what I'm seeing, they said he's had a very slow start to camp. Higgins has not grabbed this role. Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's one of those guys who probably thought be, he was going to be that third. Be like playing yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. Down yeah. The road. So they, somebody who they said has been kind of jumping off the tape is Peoples Jones. I saw that. Yep. I mean, there was the highlight video out of camp of him catching the touchdown from Baker. and Yeah, yeah. he's super fast. Like, if he gets the ball in open field, he's going to be hard for, yep. you know, guys to keep up with. I think that – I think – when we drafted him, I thought we got a steal. I know yeah. he didn't put up the yards or, you know, had the big career in college. I, I talked so much crap on him. <laughs> yeah. But you got to remember, too, Michigan was, they're not known to be like a passing yes. offense. Yeah, they never have a good quarterback. I mean, right. And to me, the biggest sign was the never the 100 yard game thing. That was the, to me, that was just like. That's because they only passed for 104 every game. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. You know, that was just he my had biggest 80 thing. of was, their 100 yards yeah. passing. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, guys, give me the ball. Um, but yeah, so. If you, it, yeah, can you imagine how many times he probably had to hear that, though, of like coming out like, hey, man, you didn't have 100 yard game. Yeah. And his, mm-hmm. like, guys, <laughs> they threw me four <laughs> passes. I mean, what, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if Michigan's suckiness was somehow our, like, Hidden treasure. Yeah, you know well, I mean? we tried yeah. that before, and it's uh, it didn't translate. Yeah, that was unless in the first round, like, though. Unless it was completely a wild, like let me bomb it to you into triple coverage, and I'll catch it. But if it's breakout wide open down the field, forty yards, I'm definitely dropping that. Braylon Edwards, we know where you are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this says if uh, if you were to design a prototype number one receiver in the lab, he'd look like Donovan Peoples Jones. Oh, so mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, who knows? Maybe we got a steal, and we got Odell. We have Jarvis. We have Hooper. I mean, as long I mean, this could be like a tailor made offense for him to just kind of sneak into that third receiver role, carve out a little niche, get you know, 
five, six targets a game and just kind of be a stud. Sure, because if all goes well, at least in my mind and based on the offensive scheme and everything, the third wide receiver should not be that heavily relied upon. Mm-hmm. Right. So it wouldn't be that high of a pressure position either. Yeah, no. and you think about you think about the sets we're going to throw out there. How many two tight end sets are we going to have? I think we're going to have a lot. a lot. Okay, and then we also added a, another key free agent who they've been talking about, you know, Raven and Camp 2 is our fullback. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, we might have majority of our sets might only be two wide receiver sets just because we have so many other weapons. Yep. To dictate, and that might be beneficial for an Odell and a Jarvis because now you don't have, you know, two safeties sitting back there because they got to bring somebody up in the box so you can get more of those. One of those guys is going to be one-on-one, you know, on the outside. And you can't leave either one of those guys one-on-one. And if Peoples Jones can be that kind of red zone threat too because he's a bigger guy, he can go up and get the ball over the smaller DBs, that takes the pressure off Landry, who's smaller, down, you know, around the goal line. Right. Think about about this. So we got, you know, Peoples Jones, Odell, Jarvis, Hooper, and, you know, Chubb in the backfield. Who Who's getting a majority of the attention of the defense in that set? Yeah. You know, it's not Donovan's people, Jones. No. no. He's going to be going to go, you know, he might be line. There might be a linebacker charged to covering this guy, you know. And so, and he, I mean, he's got what, four, three, eight speed or something ridiculous yeah. like that. So, I mean, who knows? He could end up being... No, I think we're kind of. I was just gonna say real quick, we're kind of forgetting that our third receiver, honestly, is going to be Cream Hunt. Yeah, I mean, mean, we haven't even talked about him. No, and Hunt's. I I saw that he's been attending both the running back and receiver meetings. So I mean, they clearly plan on using him, and they should. Yeah, you got to. You got to use him. You don't want to waste his talent, but. And remember, Donovan Peoples-Jones, we said when you were so down on him, Blake, when we did the draft recap. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer said should have been top ten pick. Yep. I remember this what guy's is that guy now? top 10 pick, <laughs> be a top 10 pick from Urban. It's a steal. Steal the draft, maybe. Hey. Maybe that's why Urban's not in the front office anywhere, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just kind of doing his, his thing at yeah. OSU. They like gave him yeah. some type of a contract. To, like I said, a couple episodes ago, he kind of works everywhere. Yeah, yeah he does the, uh, episodes of Get Up. You know, He'll just be sitting on his front porch doing Zoom calls <laughs> and drinking coffee. You know? right. Maybe we'll get him to kind of work for the dogs. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, last thing I want to hit on, last position group I want to hit on before we wrap this up, the running backs, you know, not a ton to talk about. Just uh, they said Kareem Hunt looks like he's healthy. He looks like the guy who led the league in rushing. They said he, he they said his speed just pops off the field. Like you can tell he has a different gear that other people don't have, and that's our backup running back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I just – it's like we throw these names out there – just as Brown, I don't know, like, if at other people that aren't Browns fans just, like, look at the talent on this team and they go, how how are they not going to be successful? Like, it's yeah. almost too much. I, it's almost too many There's mouths. a lot, yeah, a lot of mouths to feed. But, man, there's just so many. As, if I was a defensive coordinator, I would dread a coached Browns offense. That's the thing. It's on yeah. the coach again. well coached. We yeah. got to get, that's on Stefanski. He's got to get these guys to buy into the fact that, you know, this game, you might not get 10 catches for 180 yards. Yeah. This game might be Chubb's game, you know. And if you can get everybody to buy into that and be unselfish, to me, sky's the limit for this offense. Yeah, yeah. it's and insane. I, I mean, so I think about Stefanski in Minnesota last year, and I know he was only the OC, so he wasn't the head coach dealing with a bunch of crap. You know, I mean, obviously the head coach is going to have to deal with more of that than, mm-hmm. you know, the, the coordinators. But, you know, Diggs started – 
chirping about not getting the ball and all that kind of stuff. So they kind of shifted the offense because obviously you can't run the ball 40 times a game and, and do that for 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, they started involving everybody and they had a lot of mouths to feed in Minnesota and they they handled it pretty well. But, you know, as far as buying into it, you saw what happened with Diggs. It's like, well, mm-hmm. he didn't want to buy in. So they said, OK, well. Oh, you mean so we'll, Odell we'll Beckham Jr. could be traded at some point during Wait a the second. year? Wait, Wait, a second. Wait a minute. Didn't we say this, this we, is a hot take, yeah, right? Yeah, From back in the day. Was, oh, my. Okay. just I thought that's where we were heading there. Josh, I thought you were said, teeing us up there, a little golf reference. So I thought you were setting <laughs> yeah. us up I mean, could you, could you imagine? Like, look at all the content that we have. You know, this yes. is our first year doing the podcast. Could you imagine we did this, like, two years ago? The guys would be talking about, like, yeah. who was looking good in training camp. Hey, did you see that uh, like, Corey hey, Coleman dropped another pass? Yeah. Great news. Greg Little caught four of the 15 passes thrown at him today. I mean, Sean Kaiser, he wasn't throwing well with his right hand, so Hugh Jackson suggested he try a left handed practice. (laughs) That also didn't go well. Johnny Manziel, a no show again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, the stuff we were able to talk Uh, about, it's it's kind of crazy. It's it's crazy that where we were at just a few years ago and then like where our expectations are at now. Like yeah. we won six games last year and fired our coach and we, we think he's the worst coach of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like three years ago we won four years ago we won zero games. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was like the worst. Literally, after that game ended, that was like the worst day of my life. I think. Yeah, as a as a Cleveland fan, and I've seen some man dark dark moments in Cleveland history, but that one like. I mean, the Indians made me cry like twice as a child. Right. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was a soft seven year old, and I did not take 95 or 97. Well. I can't. I don't know. Some about clarinet soccer player. I thought you were always such like kind no, of like a Billy a tough, BA. I was tough. I was very tough clarinet soccer player back in the day. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, that, that that pretty much wraps up. You know, the first two weeks of training camp news. Um, I'm sure we probably missed something and you guys will let me know about it. But, uh, you know, if we did let us know in the comments, um, mm. thanks for checking out our 15th episode. Uh, really appreciate all the support. I, I didn't even think we'd ever make it to 15 episodes cause I didn't think I'd ever even do one episode of a podcast. So you gotta believe yeah, man, this has right. been really, really cool. It's so I uh, appreciate everybody checking us out. We did get the t-shirts in for you contest winners. So we'll be getting those out to you soon. Um, you get them, you like them, tag us on our social media. You know, that, that'd be really cool. Please remember to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching there. Uh, that helps us out a lot. And uh, check out the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're active on all three of those. Uh, at least I'm active on mine, and we're active on Instagram. Zach kind of lags on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> got a busy life. Yeah, super busy life for Zach. Uh, so once again, thanks for checking it out. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and hope everybody has a good week. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.